everyone in my video starts like this with me shaking my head. I've noticed because that's what I do while I'm waiting for it to load to Facebook. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, God, no, that's not it. Wrong. Wrong. Too many screens. Too many screens. Got my Google directions up there for trying to fix my computer. All right. It's pinned live. Perfect. Okay. Welcome everyone to another installment of Insights with Alicia on our regular Monday night. And um, tonight we're going to talk about how do you feel loved? And uh, I wrote a blog about this a couple of weeks ago, and it's just something that I wanted to speak more to um, because I think it's so important. And it's one of um, one of the things that I work on a lot with my clients and um, this practice, like this idea of how do you feel loved comes from two other uh, exercises that I give my clients to do. And then it, it gives them this information. So it's really cool. So um, for those of you who don't know, I'm Alicia Sweezer, uh, owner of Who Knew Healing. And we get together every Monday night to talk about things that I know or download or things that I help my clients with, things that I do in my life that um, I think can contribute to others out there. And so we chat about it. Um, last week, what did we talk about last week? Oh yeah, perspectives and how we see things differently in this world. Um, and the week before that was animals, which was just tons of fun. Okay, so how do you feel loved? Do you know how you feel loved in this world? Do you know um, what someone does for you that you choose to feel loved by? And you'll often hear me say that um, the, the door to our hearts, right, opens from the inside. And that is true. And one of the things, and I'm sure there'll be a different video about this in the future, is receiving love is a whole other thing. Like we get in these situations where we can dump all kinds of love on someone. And if they haven't opened that door from the inside, they're never going to feel it. And there's nothing we can do about that. And that can be confusing and it can be um, chaotic and it can be really, really hurtful. Like we just don't understand. And there's a lot of emotions involved in that. So it's a little bit different. Like I said, I'm sure there'll be another Monday night about that. So what we're going to talk about tonight is, is how we feel loved and um, and how it's our job to teach the people, not teach, to show the people around us what that is. Um, there is sort of this mindset out there of, you know, it's our job to teach people how to love us. And that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Um, this is about sharing with the people around you how you specifically work, how you specifically feel loved. Um, there's this place of if we have to teach people how to love us, then those are skills that they just haven't been taught. You know, like it's, it's this place of, if they don't know how to love someone, that's their inner work to do. It's not really our job to teach them that part. There's this place where we come together in it, but it's not our responsibility to teach someone how to love. And I know that seems a little complex and out there and not quite what we're talking about tonight, but I, I did want to speak to it because there is a mindset that you'll, you'll see in memes and you'll see everywhere where it's like, it's your job to teach people how to love you. Not exactly, not teach. You know, there's, a, there's, there's energy around that word teach. So what I'm talking about tonight 
is sharing with our partners, our family members, our friends, you know, what it is about us of how we feel loved. And so it looks like, you know, uh, there's a scenario. This happens a lot with my clients. They start dating someone and, you know, say they're doing all of the things that they know how to do to show you that they care about you. And since you don't know how you feel loved, nine out of the 10 things that this person is doing may not be a match for you. And they, and so you start to say to that person, no, that's not it. I don't feel cared about by you. You don't get me. You're not doing it right. And you keep telling them that everything that they're doing is wrong or not enough without actually clarifying for them how you feel loved. And we're, we're just not taught this stuff. We're not taught to like get introspective and one ever talk about our needs, right? We're always taught about like giving to other people and that sort of thing. And we're taught it's selfish to think about yourself and what you want and speak up for your desires. And it's not true. Um, and, but if you don't know that, and this person's doing all these things and you're not telling them like, nope, not that, but this, then things are starting to go sideways. And that person is now going to feel like they're not doing it right or enough. And they're not going to want to keep dating someone who in their mind, it looks like has unrealistic expectations and isn't ever satisfied. And maybe you've been that person on the other side of it, where you've been doing all these things. And you're like, dang, nothing, nothing I do is right. Nothing seems to be enough, but we're, we don't ever have the conversation of let's get really clear on what it is. Like, it's one thing to say like, oh, that's not right. It's another thing to say, it's not right. And here's why, here's why that doesn't feel you know, isn't a match for me and here, what, you know, here is what a match. It's not someone else's job to keep guessing until they get it right. That's exhausting and not really functional. So, um, and there's lots of ways to determine how you feel loved, right? There's the love languages, right? Right. That's an easy, quick one to go to. Um, there's a place of where you can sit back and look at your previous relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic. I'm talking about all relationships because there are things that your family may do that you really feel loved by or your friends. So you, you start to look back at that and go, yeah, this, these are the things, um, or hire a coach. Like I said, I happen to know one. she's really good at relationships and I love being able to help people with this stuff because we really get to pull it apart and my science brain gets to get in there and be like, look, here's all the pieces. And then we put it back together and you have this really clear picture. So here's an example. When someone says to you, okay, I hear what you're asking for. So say someone um, is looking for emotional support, right? Like they're, they're dating someone and they're like, look, I, I would really love to have some emotional support from you around this situation. What does that actually look like? That's, you know, emotional support means something different to every person. Now we're usually thinking, right? We're just as default as humans. We're like, oh, everybody knows what that means. Everybody knows what emotional support looks like. Well, I guarantee you the difference between men and women, emotional support looks different and it's different with every person. So it's like, you know, that person can ask you those questions of how can I help you feel supported? How can I show up for you? So does that mean it's on the phone? Does that mean a, you know, I'm thinking about you text every day. Does that mean you want to physically be together when you talk about vulnerable things? That specific one actually came up with a client today. He was like, I hate text. And I'm like, yes, text is great for some things. And a lot of stuff can be misconstrued through text. 
and we get to hide behind text, right? Like it's this safe place, but so much gets misconstrued. And he even said for himself, he's like, not even the phone. He's like, the phone is like better than text, but there's still so much that gets missed. And he's an empath. So for him, even though he can read energy through the phone, he does a lot of, he really enjoys being able to see the other person's face. And I get that. I work the same way. And um, I get that some people may see this as too structured or controlling. And the truth is it isn't. Uh, we'll talk about that in depth at another place, another Monday, I'm sure. Um, what it is, is this foundation gives the people in your life something to start from. And then they get to be in the flow about how they're doing it, right? That's the part that gets to be natural and spontaneous. See, I love that. See, so Carrie says she finds the benefit in clarifying upfront what the preferred method of communication is with someone. Yes. See, Carrie is fantastic. She's fabulous. Like, this is one of the things I talk about with my clients. It's like, what does this look like to you? Because if you happen to be dating someone who hates to text and you love to text, you're going to be wondering, like, why doesn't this guy ever text me? And then you're going to get upset and you're going to be mad and then you're going to make it mean something versus just having a conversation of like, like, I do a lot of stuff by text and the other person's like, I don't. All right, well, let's find our middle ground. Like, let's have a conversation about it versus just going, you know, down this path blindly and then both people being mad. So, um, yes, communication. You know what a freak I am about that stuff, the conscious communication. Thank you so much for sharing that, Carrie. Um, now, and here's the thing. When another person starts to lean in and they start to say, okay, show me what that looks like, this is usually where most, most people start to run. Because now it was scary enough to speak up and say, hey, this is, this is what works for me. And then the person says, all right, well, let's do this. And now you're like, oh, crap. Now I actually have to adult. Now I've got to live up to what I said. So people will shut down. They'll deflect. They'll put, protract, protect, Jesus. They'll pro, protect. <laughs> they'll protect. And they can run. And so it just know that it doesn't happen. You know, unfortunately in this world, the place where people lean in happens in smaller numbers. The place where we're ignored, the place where we're not heard, that happens more often. So it can be really, really scary when someone actually says, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to really see you and I'm here to show up for you. Super vulnerable place. So just something to be aware of um, that that happens. And if you want a healthy, functional, generative relationship, this is the place where people got to lean in. This is where you got to trust. And I know how scary that is. So the example I used in the blog was, um, I am not a fan of big surprises. Those of you who know me know I'm a, I'm a introvert, even though most people will argue with me when they meet me and say I'm not, um, it is true. And so uh, someone throwing a surprise birthday party for me, no, that is that, oof. like you could feel that, feel that? That's no, it's a no, that is terrifying for me. <laughs> so, but here's the thing, like say I was dating someone and I never told him that. And for him, surprise parties might be like the greatest thing ever. And so he decides to throw me one for my birthday. So what happens? I freak out. I don't react the way he wants to. I lose my mind, right? And so he's not going to feel loved by that, nor am I. 
because I'm terrified. And he's like, oh God, what did I do wrong? So um, it's this place of we get to get clear and communicate these things. And it's so much fun. Like, I know that there are people out there who will say, oh, this isn't romantic. Guess what? You know what's not romantic? Having an argument after someone tried to do something nice for you. There's no romance in that. Nobody is feeling loved by that. Everyone's mad. So there is a very specific um, connection and there's a very specific romance, if we're going to talk about just romantic relationships here in this moment, that happens when someone shows up and loves you in your specific way. And if you've never had that happen, it's like, you know, this imaginary thing, right? Like you're chasing this unicorn and you're like, no, because we're so used to doing it this, this other way. And um, so how, if I, if he knows that, right. Where he's like, look, I know you don't like big surprise parties, but I really want to celebrate you. It's your birthday. What, how can we do this together? What does that look like? So it looks like we have a party, but he does all the stuff, right? He does all the planning. He talks to all the people. He decides on the food. Now I'm a deeds of service girl, right? If you go to the love languages, that's one of mine. So I am going to feel super loved by that because I don't have to do all the planning, right? Like I run my own business. I do this stuff all day long. So for someone to do something for me like that, massive, like I will feel so loved and specifically in a way that I feel extra special because it's my way. So this is the place of, like I said, ultimate connection. That's romantic. Now, for those of you who have this mindset of like, I just want to be in the flow for everything. Here's where the flow happens. I don't get in there and start controlling it. The flow happens by allowing him to do whatever he wants to do with the party. I just get to receive it. Now, if you have any control freak parts of you, which I do as well, I get to practice shoving that control freak in the backseat of the car. She does not get too dry, <laughs> even though she may be like, ooh, Ooh, I'd do it different. Ooh, I would have called them already. Nope. I just get to receive and he's doing it all. I'm not in there. So that's being in the flow. So say, for example, the other example I gave was if physical touch is your um, love language, right? So you let them know that, but then they get to be in the flow and spontaneous and organic of how that shows up. Is it holding your hand? Is it sex? Is it forehead kisses? Is it rubbing your feet? Like that's the place where that specific connection shows up because every relationship you have with someone, friend, romantic family is gonna be different. There are those nuances to each one. But if we come from this foundational piece of it, then everybody's on the same page. Nobody's getting upset because they don't understand what's happening because in their mind, they're loving you in the way that they wanna feel loved. And if you don't have the same love language or if you don't feel loved in the same way, you're not going to match up. It's going to be a miscommunication. And that doesn't mean that you aren't a match as far as the relationship. It just means you don't know those parts about each other. So we always, you know, I, I just, I say it constantly, communication, 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 communication. So think about the opposite. So say that he loved surprise parties, right? Now, imagine I was going to throw a party for him, but it wasn't a surprise. Imagine that I tried to involve him in every single detail of this party. Now, every man out there who's ever been married, this is what a wedding feels like to them. Like every man who's watching this is like, oh my God, it was the worst. Just pick the flowers. 
because that's just not the way they're made. Some, some grooms, husbands are, majority are not. So if I'm wanting to, you know, talk to him about every step of the way, because yes, that would be me. I'm a planner. I'm an organizer. Love that crap. Right. So talking about that stuff gets me all excited. He just wants to die. So that's not romantic. That's not being in the flow. And he doesn't receive the gift in the same way. He doesn't feel loved by that. So then what happens? The same conversations of, right. You don't get me. You don't listen. You don't know me. And then down the rabbit hole we go. And so it's all about these foundational pieces that um, we're talking about. And so it's this place of uh, really getting to know what works for you. If any of you know what your love languages are or um, have ideas of how you feel loved, pop it in the chat there if you want to share, because uh, I'd, I'd love to know what other people's are. Um, all right, I, Mr. Zach's got something there. I'm gonna unmute him. Oh, you know what I just realized? Okay, hang on a second, Zach. I knew I missed something. We are not recording. I record these so that I can load them to YouTube. Um, you're 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 recording. Am I? So uh, when you're recording, it says like live. You're yeah. Sorry, I have Thanks. my stuff covered. Because I have other things on my screen. I got all freaked out there. Thank yeah, you, yeah, Zach. no problem. Are you streaming on Facebook? Yes, I'm streaming and yeah, I record. You're all set. It's, 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 it's recording. Yeah, I just, uh, but it's not recording to my computer so that I can upload it to um, YouTube. So I'll just have to take it off Facebook later. So not a big deal. I just realized I was like, I'm missing something. So many things in the beginning. So um, you had your hand up, Zach. So go ahead. And oh, yeah. So. Oh, no, I was just going to ask if you could repeat the last thing you said, because it completely just cut out for me. Okay. Uh, because my audio is, so I have like this cord and like sometimes if I move my chair. It does. Okay. Uh, do you remember what was the last thing that you heard? Um, <laughs> it was more of like the thing. <laughs> I only ask because these are very much in the flow. So I just want to, I don't want to repeat something that you did here. I think it was about, um, I think it was about, I think it was like what love language is. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I love language. Yeah. Okay. Um, Carrie put it in the chat. Okay, perfect. So there is, um, there is a book that someone wrote. I honestly don't know the author, um, but there's, I think there's five. So he wrote the, and I believe it's a man could totally be wrong. Um, there's this book, it's called the love languages. And get it anywhere. It's been out for over 10 years. And um, I, I never read the book. I just took the test. So I sort of shortcutted it. Uh, but it walks you through like all these different things. So I think the five, there's deeds of service, quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, and um, uh, gifts. I believe those are the five main ones. Uh, Carrie's right in there that uh, she found the test online to determine your top five. Her top was acts of service. Yes. Um, and so what it does is it gives you insight into how you feel loved because we all have it differently. And so say, you know, say I was stating, like, I think my, not I think, but my ex-husband, I'm pretty sure his was physical touch and gifts. 
And so, and I was deeds of service and quality time. And it's interesting because I, you know, your love languages can change over time. Like I've noticed that for myself and, um, but it's, it gives you this basic information about yourself that if you go, oh, okay, I'm a deeds of service. And here's the thing, if we don't know, that's how we show up in this world. So if I'm a deeds of service girl, I'm going to show the people around me that I love them by doing deeds of service, because that's my default. And I've never even knew that there was other ways to feel loved, right? Until someone wrote this book, or we, we have these conversations. I didn't know there was another way, because that's how it's always been for me. But if someone around me is a gifts person, and I keep doing all these deeds of service, and they're like, why does you know, it doesn't register for them as love. They're like, oh, that's nice. She did this for me. But if I were to show up with a gift, they are going to have, right. They're going to feel that specific connection. They'd be like, oh, this person really thought of me. They know me so well. This is the perfect gift. They totally know I needed this. They're going to feel really loved by that. So when you are with someone, and like I said, friends, family, romantic, doesn't matter you. and, And here's the thing. This is the disclaimer. And this is this is the one thing that I kind of had with the book is, and it's not his job, the author, to explain this, but you don't ever want to have your loving acts be a trade, right? Every time we're doing a loving act for someone, we want it to be freely given. And what that means is we're not looking for something in return. We're not lucky looking as uh, keeping track. Like I did this for you. Now you need to do this for me. And Love languages, if you're just doing it without that sort of awareness, can get into the trading situation very, very easily. So just that caveat, like I'm always very much about doing it freely given, because here's the thing, if it turns into a trade, you're now keeping track and it breeds resentment where you're like, I did these three things for them and they haven't done anything for for me. That's a trade. That's not love. And so how you know you're freely giving is that when you do it and you don't expect anything else in return. And, and I can talk more about all that kind of stuff on another Monday also. And here's the thing. Sometimes this is a kicker. Sometimes you totally, totally think what you're doing is freely given and then you do it and they don't respond or act or say something that you wanted them to say. And you realize you had an expectation. Then, you know, it was a trade and it's okay. It's just information. There's no bad or wrong. You're just like, oh, damn, I totally thought that was freely given. And I wanted them to show up for me in this way. I wanted them to do X, Y, Z. And you go, okay, so it wasn't just information about ourselves. So this place comes in of, if you're with someone who has a different love language, you can then consciously choose freely given to make a choice to show up for them in that way. So if I am, you know, if I'm in a place where I want to love on my partner and I know his is physical touch. So I'm going to go do so. I'm going to either go rub his feet or I'm going to hug him or I'm going to snuggle him on the couch. I'm not going to do, do the dishes for him because he's not going to register that as, you know, an act of love. He's going to be like, great, the dishes need to be done. She needs to do them or she didn't. Someone did them. Not she needed to do them. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, it's that place of where we can freely give it and show up in a way that they're going to feel up. But it comes to this place of really, really having the conversation about it. If you don't know that about yourself, how can you tell the other person? And if they don't know that about themselves, how can they share it with you? How can you guys show up 
in this place where you're connecting and creating a relationship that contributes to each other. So, um, just doing a little thing, a couple of things here on the computer. So does that make sense to everyone? We have any questions on that? Uh, I know we're kind of at time already. It's crazy how fast this stuff goes. Um, and I just, I, you know, I love being able to talk about this stuff. And uh, I have a really, really cool, uh, exciting announcement to make tonight. So I'm gonna do all the other parts. So thank you as always for showing up. Tonight, I really, really appreciate it. I love getting to connect with all of you and chat. And as always, if anything I've said tonight resonates with you, all the links I'm gonna talk about are in the event. So um, I write blogs on this stuff. If you wanna learn more, read the blogs. There's a ton of information in there. They're not long. Like I said, these are recorded every Monday. We're on what week? Six, six, seven? No, I think it's six. Animals was four, last week was five, yeah. So week six already. They'll be uploaded to YouTube. If any of this makes you want to um, learn more about yourself or your relationships or make shifts or changes, reach out, book a session. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has donated to my Cosmic Tip Jar. It allows me to continue to do free things like this. And it is, a, I just can't even, there aren't words to explain how massively grateful I am for that. Um, thank you, Carrie, for your feedback. She's like, great topic and conversation. She's amazing. Um, so my announcement is starting Friday, Friday is open registration. I am launching a brand new coaching program. It is called Change Your Life Coaching Program. It is my signature program. I am going to be talking about it on Wednesday. So uh, Wednesday at six, there's an event on my Facebook page as well as on Google and my website and everywhere else. And I'm going to start talking about this program. It is a program for people who want to change their lives at a foundational level. There are only 20 spots open in this program. It is not one that is going to be open to lots and lots of people because there is something that happens magically and transformational with a smaller group of people. And it is super, super amazing. And I'm just so, so excited about it. And I can't wait to see what it creates for everyone. There's lots of details to come. There are multiple time frames. There are multiple investments. So if you are someone who's like, you know what, I don't know what, and I don't know how, and I don't know why, but I got this little inkling inside that I'm wanting more, or I'm wanting something different. That's what this program is for. So go to my website, join me for the coaching program chat on Wednesday and book your free discovery call and find out if this program is a match for you because we are going to do some really, really amazing things with it. So thank you every, everyone, everyone for joining tonight. Super, super appreciate it. Um, this was fun as always. And um, sorry, there was a weird thing on my computer <laughs> and uh, I will see you all next Monday. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.